Welcome to the Apostles Corner. This is your host, Brian A. Harris, and I am here with my co-host, beautiful, very attractive <laughs> co-host, the one and only, the one and only, Doctor Kimberly R. Harris. Hey, everyone. <laughs> That was a beautiful introduction. That was wonderful, actually. Was. I think I just thought of that right before I, when I got on. I just I was like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it just came to my mind, and I'm trying not to not just say whatever comes to my mind. But I think that I think that was okay. Was amazing. It was. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, no star doesn't want me nothing. Yeah, so this is the Apostles Corner. Hey, listen, guys, thank you so much for subscribing and uh, your support. It is very. Um, um, you know, appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's yes. uh, I came up with that whole big old phrase, and now I can't even say appreciate it. <laughs> I got you back. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's uh, why you here. That's why you here. Uh, the Bible calls you a help meet. Yes. So you meet the need in the area where I need help. Yes. And obviously, <laughs> obviously, trying to find words is very is where I need help. All right. So there we go. So we are back uh, this week for episode. Uh, two of season three boundaries. Yes. Uh, man, y'all response last week was crazy. Like we were getting re- yeah. text messages and inboxes from our, uh, out of the state, around the country, uh, e- uh, just different things responding, people responding to mm-hmm. last week's uh, subject on boundaries and um, talking about the, the need yeah. for boundaries. And the more we talked about it last week, of course, we went like an hour and a half yeah. And I mean, God, it was the more I recognize sometimes in some areas where we're talking about how far I am away from the the mm-hmm. healthy boundaries that I need. And uh, and when you look at that, you have regret and you start thinking, man, you know, there's some things that should have never happened. Yeah. If I had just known. Yeah. Uh, that's why ignorance is it costs a lot. Yes. It, it it's very costly. And we, what we don't know can literally destroy our lives. And, you know, I am very appreciative and thankful for uh, the knowledge that, you know, we, we have researched and studied and continue to research and study and just the life experiences yeah. we've had, you and, know what I'm saying? And putting it into practice. And, yeah. Um, and being able to see that you don't always get it right. And there are some areas where you can look and see, man, like you just said, that I I just, if I only had a boundary there, then those things never would have happened that led to these things. And it just a snowball effect. But then you can also look back and see, you know, I did pretty good right there because that, I may not have even known that I was setting a boundary there, mm-hmm. but because I can see some some victories as well as some areas where I need improvement, then I can say, okay, how was I able to set a boundary with this person or in yeah. this relationship? Because yeah. I can see how it really helped me. Let me take some of that, you know, courage or whatever it took yeah. to be able to do it with one yeah. person and let me carry that over and be yeah. able to do that with For other everybody. people. Yeah. yeah, Man, that's so good. This episode too is the levels of boundaries. And, uh, you know, we didn't finish. And I don't think we'll ever finish the actual podcast because this is yeah. just a... It just this goes is, where this it is goes. going to go where it's going to go. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm so excited about that because uh, we're just going to roll right through it. Like, wherever we stop, we stop because mm-hmm. we just got to stop because we can't, you know... Well, we don't have enough yeah. technology to keep us going for a yeah. amount of months <laughs> at a time. So, um, so let me go back to... Uh, 
you know, the uh, definition of boundaries. And boundaries are actually expectations and needs that help you feel safe and comfortable in your relationships. Expectations in relationships help you stay mentally and emotionally well. Learning when to say no and when to say yes is also an essential part of feeling comfortable when interacting with other people. Um, and I'm just going to say, give you this list again, signs that you need boundaries. For those who are brand new to mm-hmm. the podcast or just now tuning in to the, you know, to this particular one uh, episode, uh, this is how you know you need boundaries right here. You feel overwhelmed. You feel resentment toward people for asking you for help. You avoid phone calls and interactions with people you think might ask for something. You make comments about helping people and getting nothing in return. You feel burned out. You frequently daydream about dropping everything and disappearing. You have no time for yourself. Yes. Yes. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. I did want to add um, you when you were reading the definition of boundaries said, the, you know, there are things that keep you mentally and emotionally, emotionally well, but they can also keep you physically well. Because I don't think we um, think about sometimes how we are physically affected when our mental and our emotional are not well. Mm-hmm. You can become physically unwell oh, yeah. um, at the same time. And for some people, um, it can Lack of boundaries can um, lead to physical abuse in relationships. Yes, um, absolutely. And so um, I didn't want to leave that out, the physical part, too, yeah. because it, it can very much be affected. Which is why a lot of people are, like, you know, kind of slothful and, you know, maybe dealing with, you know, pain in their body, you know, migraine headaches, mm-hmm. you know, that they just can't get away because of the additional stress that the lack of boundaries yes. create. Right. And and, you know, man, you know, if, if <laughs> boundaries are not, are not going to make themselves. Right. You you have to make them. Mm-hmm. You have to do. And it sounds selfish, but it's not. There's a difference in selfishness and self-care. There's right. a difference in being selfish and self-care. And I think we are almost manipulated in our thinking in the culture to feel guilty for mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves. Right. While at the same time, people are promoting self-care. Right. But only if your self-care doesn't create a boundary for me. For them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like what we said it last can't interfere with what I want from you. Yes. Take absolutely. care of yourself. Yeah. But still give me everything but I want. But make sure you pin my life right. and my desires for you yeah. in, in, your, in your boundary. Right. I, I need to be able to have access yeah. to your life regardless of what you're trying to do for yourself. You know, do it for everybody else because I know ain't nobody else any good for you, but I am. Please don't, you know what I'm saying? And and so just that entitlement. Um, A couple of things you can learn from last week was we talked about the reasons, and I'm not going to go through all of these. I want you to go back and listen to it. I'm not going to go through all that. So reasons people don't respect your boundaries. One of them is you don't take yourself seriously. So just go back and listen at that. Um, So uh, then it talked about the meaning uh, for boundaries, uh, one of them is they are safe are a safeguard to overextending yourself. So just go back and listen to that. And today we're going to talk about. Uh, well, let me just let, well, let me just let me just well let me just do this. You know what? I didn't go through this last week, so let me let me go through this right quick. I think I think we got what to a certain. We got to 
reason people don't respect your boundaries. And I think we just kept going. So let me just let me just start right here then. Let's just do that. Right? Okay. Um, first, I wanted to show people and remind them of the resource that we, one of the resources that we're using um, is a book called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Um, it is uh, called A Guide to Reclaiming Your Life by Nidra Glover Tawab. I believe I said that right. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. It's a New York Times bestseller, but it's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Your Life. And so um, some of the things that we are talking about are um, the come from this resource as well. So and, you can, and, and, and it, it comes with a workbook oh, yeah, about also say, that yeah. you can work through and do um, activities that it guides you through yeah. for yourself, just yeah. exercises to practice. Because you, you don't want this to just be theoretical information that you right. gather. Yeah. You want to be able to little by little put it into practice um, and you want to do it along the way yeah. because it takes a lot when you haven't been a person who has set boundaries to begin to do those things. It takes a lot. I mean, and honestly, you know, the things that, that, that you're going to have to deal with a lot when it comes to boundaries. And I feel it even as I speak. Uh, I said something online yesterday. I was like, man, I mean, last week I was like, oh, man, I said that. And then I thought of a person or a couple of people that's in my life that I know that if they heard this, they'd be like, he talking about me. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. know, not 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 because I'm I'm being petty. It's just that I know the access that I've given to certain people. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't when I say what I'm about to say, you're gonna deal with a lot of feelings mm-hmm. when it comes to boundaries. And so you're gonna have to like try to get your feelings under control so you can make a conscience yeah. decision because your your feelings ain't gonna, are not gonna let you think properly. Mm-hmm. Your feelings and your attachments to people and, and how you think they're going to respond to you is sometimes going to interfere. And they, and they, mm-hmm. they come to interfere right. with the appropriate decision that you need to make to keep your life healthy yeah. for those people, even if you're going to keep them in their, in your life. Right. Yes. So, so it, I see a lot of feelings involved mm-hmm. when it comes to boundaries and we are people of feeling right. and this generation you know, anxiety is at its all time high, nine times out of 10 because of, and, and I say this, I believe this is why, because we, a lot of comparing and, and, and competition through social media, mm-hmm. you know, so anxiety is always high. We got to try to, you know, yeah. push our lives to that next level and make ourselves look like that we are, you know, where mm-hmm. we sometimes really not yeah. uh, just to keep up. So it's a lot of, you know, competing uh, feelings and desires and all that and we're just like losing our minds mm-hmm. you know trying to get there so the, we don't know how to place boundary between us and our cell phone you know what I'm saying right so yeah. we certainly certainly not going to be able to place <laughs> a boundary between me and a person that I love right. right because I'm too busy trying to show the person that I love who I am on social media <laughs> right or maybe just you know if, if you can't create a boundary between you and someone who's on the other side of a screen who can't see you who doesn't know who you are following they may not even know you're following them and you're basing your emotions and things off of just what you're they may not even be talking to you but what you're seeing yeah about their lives that they are putting on display and then Mm. you create these unrealistic expectations for yourself and then you try to live up to these unrealistic expectations that you set for yourself because those people are minding their business where they're whether they are posting you know out of their emotions or whether they're just posting about their life the parts of their life that you know they want you to see whatever it is that has nothing to do with you yeah but when you make it about you yeah 
you cross a boundary that you really should have set for yourself yeah. because I feel like um, you have to set boundaries for yourself, even with things like social media. Yes. Otherwise, you can get caught up in this whole world that's not even real. It's not real. And start trying to create a life for yourself around a world that is not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having problems with people in real life based on this idea that you've got in your head that you created really from your activity and the boundaries that you didn't have with your cell phone or your computer screen. Wow. Looking at, you know, things that you really don't, you really don't have the true real picture of. Right. You just get these snippets of things and create these thoughts and your mind just goes with it. As long as you let it go. Yeah. It's just going to go with it. Yeah. It's going to roll with it. (laughs) You know? So yeah. Yeah. Having boundaries for how much time you spend. Cause those are things that, um, and it talks about it a little bit in this book Mm -hmm. about social media. Um, and for that very reason, because mm-hmm. you can create these times of high anxiety for yourself yes. because you're trying to keep up with something yeah. that's not even real. Right. You know, and meanwhile, the people who you're trying to keep up with are going on with their real life. You real don't even life. know what that really looks like. Right, right. You're trying to keep up with <laughs> the picture of their life on social media. Yes. And then meanwhile, burning yourself out. Yes. Not saying no because you want to be the superhero mm-hmm. in everybody's lives, yeah. or to be seen like wow. the person who can have it all and do it all, yep. because these are what the snippets are that you're seeing yeah. of other people's lives other on social media. Lives. Wow, that's that's incredible, and that's true. Um, one of the, one of the notes I have is it's not easy to set limits, especially with the people we love. Just got to say mm-hmm. that, right? So it may seem far worse to risk someone making. I'm oh, sorry. It may seem far worse to risk making someone mad than to have an uncomfortable conversation. We just mm-hmm. got to have an conversation as a family mm-hmm. uh, with Keon. Just have you know, just having that conversation with her. How many valuable relationships? And not that we had problems. We were just no. talking, you know. Yeah. Um, how many valuable relationships could have been saved if only we were willing to have uncomfortable conversations? Wow, that's very powerful. Yeah. Well, how many? Here's the here's the problem that I've. I've discovered in uncomfortable conversations. I'm the type of person, I like to get to the bottom of things. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that doesn't really work out well for me. <laughs> it doesn't work out well for me I with the people that I talk to. because you have to set limits on how far you're going to go because you yeah, are limitless. And, I am. And, and you can only go so far as the other person is going to allow you to go. And yeah. so if you keep drilling past yeah. a certain limit, when yeah. you already can see, I'm not going to get anywhere with this person. Yeah. And then it's like slamming your head against a brick wall because you have to have a limit. Like I want to get to the bottom of things and mm-hmm. that's not a, a bad trait. That's a good thing yeah. because it helps to, if Understand. the other person is willing, willing that's it's, it. help, it's helpful to get to the bottom of the issue to create a space and maybe boundaries that can help you move along in a healthy way in the relationship moving right. forward. But the other person has to be willing. If they're only willing to a certain degree or a certain extent, you have to already have that in your mind. Okay, I'm only going to go as so far with this drilling, but you don't normally have an end point well, to the drilling. let's <laughs> fix that because that's not necessarily true no more. Well, because yeah. I have learned. It has been, yeah, in the past. I have, the, the, and it, I'm glad you did, I'm glad you said yeah. that because that's the setup for what I want to talk about. It's our expectation yes. of the other party mm-hmm. wanting to resolve the issue like you do. Yes. 
That that's the problem yeah. right there. We assume yes. that if I want to get to the bottom of this, then they, they call, must they yes. must want to get to the bottom of it to move in it. But you may and everybody's in a different space. Everybody's yes. in a different level. Everybody moves at a different pace as far yeah. as what they've learned and what they <laughs> from their experiences and then things that we've studied yep. or and and the things that we are learning and growing in. Yeah. The person on the other side of that conversation may not have grown to the point where they even understand that this is a healthy thing. Yeah. And it's not I'm not trying to pick a fight with you. Right. It's not an argument. We're not tearing each other down. It's not right. It may be a challenging conversation. Yeah. But they not they may not be in a in a space in their life where they want to be challenged or where they're ready to issue a challenge on the other side of that. You know right. what I'm saying? To just work through the hard stuff. Yeah. So I you know, one of the things that you brought to my attention, well, in our family, I'm <laughs> I grew up I think I'm I think I'm I think I've been tortured by the Lord some kind of way. <laughs> because I grew up I'm the only guy. I'm married in a family, I'm the only guy. So you know, there's not a lot of testosterone. It, it doesn't make me special. <laughs> it makes me frustrated because because you know it's it's uh, it's hard to to be anything less than a man. So when you <laughs> you know, I I, I kind of pride myself in being able to communicate with women until you're trying to address them in ways that they don't want to be addressed even if it's healthy. So for me, <laughs> when, you know, let me just move on. So I just feel like God, I feel like God's torched me a little bit because like, you know, y- you and Kiana, you know, y'all, y'all going to agree every time. Ooh, you just got a big mouth. You know what I'm saying? You just talk loud. You don't understand the power of your voice. And then y'all we agree on the truth. Whatever <laughs> you, you, you know, you don't understand the power of your voice. You you just you know even before the podcast today, I was setting up. You know, and she was laying on the couch over here. You know, she had a meeting or something, and so she came to the house and and she was like, you know, um, I was listening to the podcast and I was really into it and I was enjoying it. And Mom was talking to here you go your big mouth. Oh no, that was so good. That was so good. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I I prided myself over talking. Low. I was saying that I was so thankful Sunday in my well. sermon. I'm, I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, saying like like at the end of the day, like I prided myself Sunday. Like I didn't yell that much. I'm trying to learn to be calm and cool and and just have this resting voice where I can be received verbally because everybody thinks because I'm passionate and I'm loud that when it comes to me trying to address things. I'm so full of hope that people don't always take it the right way. So they think I'm coming for them. They think, "Hey, what's up, man? I t- oh, a, a girl, whatever, homie, whatever." I just, I just, I just want to sit out and talk. I just want to, you know. And they see that energy that's coming from me. They don't see that as me being excited about when we leave here. I believe things going to be better. They see that as a threat. And they see it as an attack. They feel like the energy that I bring to the room is is somehow going to grab them by the throat or something and, 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 and demand that this issue, you know, is taken care of. And then I get to walk out the room. I won. You're passed out because you can't breathe because I <laughs> choked you. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, I'm just being real. Like, honestly, that's the way I feel, feel like people receive me when I try to come to them and have the uncomfortable conversations because I'm not afraid of uncomfortable conversations. Our marriage would not have made it 18 years and above 
if it wasn't for uncomfortable conversations. I don't think that I would be a developing pastor if it wasn't for uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get anywhere without uncomfortable conversations. On your job, if you are messing up, at some point your boss or someone that's in charge is going to have an uncomfortable conversation. If you're speeding down the freeway, and you get stopped by the police, which is a very uncomfortable situation these days, period, mm-hmm. especially if you're African-American. Uh, but if it's your fault, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation and situation. We, and what I'm trying to say is that in life, you're going to have to, at some point, mature to the place emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. that you're able to hear what someone is saying, even about you, and be able to properly communicate so you can get to the bottom of it. Because here's the truth. What happens if our interpretation of you is wrong? You finally give us the truth, not what you want us to believe, the actual truth. And then the whole conversation, you know, is resolved. And now we understand you better. So when we see it again, we understand, oh, you know, this is where they are. A lot of times people want to be understood without having the conversation that will cause you to be understood. And that right there frustrates me when it comes to relationships, because when we, when things are not right, I like to get to the bottom of it. I don't like having issues with people. I don't like having problems with folks. I just don't. Um, I also know that some I've learned to not try to resolve folks, resolve stuff so quickly because I got to wait till they're ready. Right. And I think that's part of it, too, making sure that everybody's ready to have the conversation who needs to be a part of the conversation. Because sometimes people need to process. And that's just, I mean, everybody doesn't process the same. And so it can cause more conflict if you, like, I need to get to it now. But if they're not ready, a conversation that could have gone well if you had just waited a little bit is not going to go well because if someone tells you, okay, let me, I need to take some space first before I talk about this. Yeah. Give me a moment. Yeah. Maybe we can set up a time, you know, tomorrow or, or whatever. Now don't let it go on for a long time. But if that moment that, you know, if it happened in two minutes ago and now I need to talk about it right now, they may not be in the headspace to talk. And you honestly, even though you want to get, to the bottom of it may not, not really be in the headspace in that moment. That's another good point because it. sometimes their their disregard or rejection of me trying to fix it, I'm not emotionally prepared for how it's going to impact me when they shove my desires back in my face and said, "I'm not doing this." Yeah, and they don't say it that they're not doing it, but their response. The, what they point at as the problem or the situation, or they say it ain't nothing, and clearly there's something. Yeah. And sometimes it's just because people get defensive if they're not ready in that moment yeah. to receive what it is that you have to say. Yeah. And they can maybe go away, even, you know, even after a, a conversation of conflict <laughs> happens, they may go away and 10 minutes later calm down and realize that there was really nothing wrong being said in the conversation. And this was actually they were just not ready in that moment to hear and receive it. Yeah. And so both parties have to take responsibility yeah. for that because sometimes we want to rush to a resolution yeah. um, 
but it's not always the right and yeah. the appropriate time. Um, you said something a minute ago about like on your job, it, you know, at some point, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that, then you and your boss or supervisor or whoever are going to have to have a, an uncomfortable conversation. Well, we do something um, at my job and uh, it, it seems like it comes up very quickly and it's time consuming. We do check-ins. We do spring check-ins, fall check-ins, and, and, you know, the regular annual review. And then we do weekly meetings with the team, all this stuff. And one-on-one meetings, but it's so that you have these regular times of conversation before things get this big, mm-hmm. you know, huge. Yeah, we can address small things along, along the way. The way. Yeah. And sometimes people ignore the small things and yeah. opportunities to address Man. small things along the way. And then you have to have these huge, terribly uncomfortable conversations, and you have to bring up all of these things. Yeah, from from along the way when you really could have just said and, and set boundaries along the way as you mm-hmm. were having these conversations about the smaller things mm-hmm. you know this is you can't call in or say that you're going to be late three out of five days of the week what what's going on tell yeah. me what's you know what i'm saying yes. because if you don't then the then you don't have a boundary there for you need to show up for work on time and then when the person is just you know then five days of the week they come in three hours late because they have an excuse every single day that they feel is valid because you've let it go on. Then now you're going to have to have this huge uncomfortable conversation where you could have said, Hey, I noticed this happening. Yes. Is there something going on? Let me know, you know, let's have this tiny bit of discomfort in a conversation Mm -hmm. rather than getting to a degree where, you know, then it's a shutdown. It's a defense. It's a wall thrown up and you don't ever get past that point when yeah. you really could have said something six months ago. Yeah. It's, it's so important, man, because man. And then like my, you know, if you hit them with a list of things because things have just gotten bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger because they just kept on crossing that boundary for you and you, 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 you shut down and try not to, you know, deal with them in the area based on that offense you know on on two or three things and then they just keep on Mm -hmm. doing things and it's like you just you you try and decide but that's the exact wrong thing to do well it is well that's the thing it is but i'm saying i'm saying if you if you would if if a person is not ready to address the things incrementally then the offenses keep growing so when you decide you you say, okay, I can't take it no more. I'm going to have to go ahead and sit this person down and talk. They're not often ready to hear about all those things. Mm-hmm. And so what they really don't really understand by avoiding the, the conversations incrementally, the incremental conversation where like, okay, everything that, that we pop up, we're just going to you know, talk about it in the moment and go and get it over with, set a boundary, let's fix this and do whatever. And then we deal with one thing at a time. Well, Eventually, when you do sit down and talk to that person, because here's the thing that's going to happen. Either there's going to be a blowout or there's going to be a sit-down conversation. One or the other. Because ignoring it doesn't change it. Right. If it's going to build. It's going to, even if you are the offender, mm-hmm. you may think, oh, I'm doing all this junk and I'm doing all, and I'm just getting by with it. They ain't saying nothing. And then in their minds, you're thinking, okay, they just overlooking it. They, they either love me enough or they just too weak to tell me about myself. Mm-hmm. And so that makes the person think, well, I'm walking on top of them. Well, until if that person stays quiet only because they don't want to hurt you, mm-hmm. eventually you keep hurting them, then, you know, 
I yeah. mean, they're gonna they're gonna scream at some point. They either gonna scream or they're gonna be say, okay, I can't take it no more. I love you, but I got to tell you this, and either this is gonna save the relationship or it's gonna destroy it. But I gotta I gotta tell you the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So when you do that, that person is not usually willing, and and it's a crazy because sometimes they just get they act. I say act <laughs> like they have amnesia, like yeah. they have totally forgot. This is what they said. Yeah. This is what they did. And they, and and then a lot of times people come with this manipulative talk, almost trying to change your mind about what you heard about what they said or what they did. You're right. Yeah. So now they don't remember anything. They don't remember ever. Even if they, you know, don't deny it, they'll try to say, well, I just don't remember all of that. I don't I don't remember doing any of that. But but clearly this is a part of your default many times default response system when it comes to things that that you don't like or getting people off of you or whatever the case may be and uh i remember a time where i i i I was talking to someone one time and it was in a group and so i was addressing the whole group and so i was i was i was doing you know groups of people at a time and i got on 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 the phone and and that person was like you know basically don't come for me and i'm like this ain't a don't come for you kind of question or it's not a, you know, I'm not coming for you. I'm just, it's a question that I'm asking everybody. I think sometimes those things happen too because in relationships, because boundaries, you have to set boundaries about how, what kind of communication you're going to allow someone to have for you. Because I probably could have had the same meeting with the same group of people and the same person, whoever it was that said, don't come for me to you, would probably never have said, don't come for me to wow. me yeah. because I have different boundaries for how people. Yes. I'm going to allow people to communicate with me yeah. because if I don't communicate with you like that, yeah. you're not going to communicate with me like that. And the longer you let people feel like they can communicate to you like that, yeah. then they're going to communicate to you like That's that true. to keep you from, from addressing any of the things that need to be addressed or from having those conversations. Um, and, it, and it has to be done. Like you said, if you bring this big list to people, they're going to not remember. And sometimes people really, truly don't remember every single thing. Because when we're the ones that are offended, sometimes we remember way more details about what happened Mm. than the person who um, was the offender. And so it may be real that they don't remember Mm -hmm. every single thing. But that's why we can't get too far away from the situation. Mm -hmm. It may not be in the heat of the moment that it needs to be addressed, but you can't get too far away from the situation Mm -hmm. before you try to address it because then it becomes incrementally difficult. Yeah. Let's, let's move on just a little bit, man. This, I could stay right there, but we want to keep it, go a little bit deeper. Um, So uncomfortable conversations may feel like conflict, Mm -hmm. which is why it gets tense. Yeah. But they often bring clarity. And clarity, here we go, y'all, saves relationships. It does. Look at that. Yeah. Clarity, that uncomfortable conversation could save a relationship. Now we got to ask ourselves, do we value the relationship? Right. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Do we value the relationship? Now, all of us need to learn this. People do not... Know, know what you want. It's your job to make it clear. Yes. Why? Because clarity, once again, saves relationship. If, you don't ever tell me what you want. You know, especially like, you know, in ministry, people think, well, you know, you know, you're supposed to be prophetic, so God going to tell you everything that I need. And then I'm just going to wait for you to prophesy. Well, no, uh, 
I beg to differ that there are some things God won't speak to me. And the reason why God won't speak it to me is because he has given you the ability to open your mouth yes. and say what you need. And speak for yourself. You come to the uh, prayer line, don't expect for God to always speak to me. You came to the prayer line because of what you know, and, and not all the time, but sometimes. You come to the altar because you know God wants something. You want me to lay hands on you, you want me to pray, but maybe you need to give me what to pray for because that's what's called touching and agreeing. Well, right. touching and agreeing is not just me touching and saying, okay, yeah, I got somebody I can touch. No, it's you telling yeah. me what we praying for. I'm yeah. your prayer partner, but what are we praying for? Right. What is it that you are in, in dire need of? Because what? I might not want to touch and agree with you on that. Exactly. <laughs> and that's my choice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it may be. That's good, too. It, it may be frustrating for people because, <laughs> I mean, there there's no magic and sorcery here. Like, you, you, have the, you have been given the ability to express for yourself what your needs are in any situation. Mm-hmm. Whether that's in relationships with people, whether that's in prayer, whether that's when you are interviewing for a job, if you know what salary you're not going to accept anything under this, then you're that's what you need to express the boundary. You know what I'm saying? For your salary expectation that you need to set. If they don't meet that expectation on the first go, that's why you always can come back and Insane. negotiate. Yeah. Hey, here's my counter offer. The ball is in your court. You can do that with anything in your life, even when you're setting boundaries. People aren't always going to respond with just an acceptance of right. the boundary. Yeah, that's okay, right. I'm going to do it that way. They're all nine times out of ten. There's going to be some sort of a rebuttal. Right. If the rebuttal is reasonable, most of the time a reasonable rebuttal is going to be one that just needs you to clarify so that they have more understanding, not one that's going to cause you to change your boundary. Right. And I think that's what you were trying to, to get to at some point in this. No, we're going to get to it. We're um, going to get to it. That's, I'm, 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 I'm listening because we, we still got we got yeah. about 25, 30 minutes here. So 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 watch this. Understanding boundaries is creating healthy boundaries leads to uh, feeling safe, loved, calm and respected. Yes. So so let me, let me I don't want to keep stopping here because this is so good. And, and on both so, sides. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm about to say. That's why we need to understand the, is how necessary uncomfortable conversations are. Mm -hmm. Because it's not disrespectful to come to you and want to work things out. Yes. That's that's me saying I value you. Yes, I respect you I enough respect to, you enough to, to you. tell you the truth. Like yes. if I'm, a, I'm really your friend, even the husband and wives should yeah. be able to say, hey, look, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, you, you want to kiss at night. You want to lay down. You want to lay on... Lay on my chest at night and want me to hold you and all. I don't feel like holding you because you mean all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you neglect me all day. Yeah. You want me to perform and I don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? You you ain't really said nothing to me all day. You been on yeah. your phone all day or you talk to your friends or you hung with your boys or you, you know what I'm saying? Your your yeah. job meant more or your this or that golf meant more to you. The, the football, whatever, your television yeah. shows, whatever Lifetime, whatever it is, or the kids meant more. Whatever the case may be, you, you neglected me all day and now you want me to, now you keep doing that, you know, 
first of all, you're gonna feel that coldness if y'all got any kind of connection before yeah. you even open your mouth. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna feel. I know when things get you know tight with us because they they do like we're we're, we're people, yeah. and so we get busy and stuff. We get or whatever the case may be, or neglectful. You know, we're human. We get neglectful or whatever, and so then you know you can tell when something is missing. It's almost like we don't even remember the last time we kissed each other. Last time we've been on a date. Last time we held hands. Last time we sat and had a conversation. Last time, you know, whatever it is. You know, you can always tell when something is, if you connect it. That's the thing. That's, That's the key right there. If you are connected, if you are connected, yeah. you're going to feel that distance. That same distance, I think, is is felt in any loving relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's friends, whether it's your family, whether it's the distance you feel with your children, whether it's yeah. the distance you feel with people on your job, any relationship you have in your church, pastor, member, we feel that distance mm-hmm. and so how do you work that out in order to do it you need clarity so you need those uncomfortable conversations yeah. now here's the thing the, again this means that i do respect you mm-hmm. i didn't come to have this conversation to disrespect you right and i think many times we feel that way because of me either our environment that we grew up in anytime people approach it was always you know let's throw down fight tossing yeah. off earrings putting on vaseline <laughs> you know what i'm saying we yeah. we you know we going we ready to throw for blows you know we putting on the boxing glove and 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 we need to understand healthy boundaries in healthy boundaries this is not that thing right Sometimes you're just being triggered. We're just being triggered. Behaviors that seem familiar. Yes. You know, and I think that's why we have to be mindful. Like you were saying, like, if you coming in hot, you know, like you have to you have to be mindful that even though your intentions may be good, that may be a trigger for someone Mm -hmm. who has been who grew up maybe verbally abused or being yelled at. Mm -hmm. Even though you're not yelling, if your volume level is at a, a, a level that sa- that seems like, mm-hmm. you know, because people's bodies respond and react yeah. to triggers, especially from unhealed traumas and things that, that they may not even be aware, like, why does that bother me so bad? Mm-hmm. Then it's not changing your person for you to bring your volume level down yeah. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that's good because we can say that even about our relationship. You're quiet, I'm loud. You, yeah. be, you can be in your office and door closed. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I'm feeling my little goofy self or whatever. I want to come in. I'm teasing you. I'm coming in. You think, you know, it's like you want to know who putting out a fire. You know, your eyes yeah. get all big sitting at your desk. You're like, what's going on? You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, what, did I scare you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't have no intentions on doing that. It's the volume and the intensity in which I walk through the door. Yeah. Like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> you sitting there, you're like, well, you you know, you need to stop that. You like know what I'm saying? the other day when I was on a meeting and you just start random yelling yeah, I did. through the yeah. living room. Yeah. yeah so. I had to hurry up and put myself on mute. Right. Yeah. And I, I was yelling at you from the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it. You know what I'm saying? So, so like... I do agree. That's something I really learned. I'm grateful for that. Because yeah. you, you do have, to, it's that volume level, it's coming in, into that conversation. <laughs> yeah. That matters, man. Because like, you can startle, so like you have, you startled me just in the house, like, yeah. <laughs> baby. And I'm just like, <laughs> and you absolutely want nothing at all. It's like, why did you have to Or, or like sometimes when I'll be studying the word, if I be studying the word and I get excited about yes. something, I bust and I'll be like, you know, and you be like, oh, what? And I'm thinking like something happened, something. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's like, 
Okay. <laughs> you raise my anxiety level <laughs> way up here. Yeah. And it's like, and then when you say what you have to say, it's like, oh, but sometimes we can be like that in conversations when we're getting ready to speak to somebody about what we want to say. Yeah. It, it, it triggers it. It may, how we come in and, you know, on the approach can determine how the rest of that conversation goes or if we even get to have the conversation because yeah. it's like you made my heart stop on the way you came at me and you really were just trying to tell me something that was simple. Yeah. That wasn't a big deal. But if I have been, if that triggers me in some way, mm-hmm. then I'm not, then in that immediately, I'm not ready to have that conversation. Exactly. And I, and I, I man, I'm, I'm so grateful to learn that. And, and let me just say this too. And uh, this is definitely off the script, but it's very true. And, and that is this man, like whatever you do, all of us need to learn really honestly how to talk to somebody mm-hmm. like we don't you know one of the biggest rules that i had when we first got married i'm not gonna say anything to you that was my that was, this is one i came up with i'm not gonna say anything to you that i don't want you to say it to me I don't, i'm not gonna say anything in the, to you in a way that i don't want you talking to me because i ain't gonna lie that's a certain way i want to be talked to but as also i realized that i'm, I'm gonna be in, i'm gonna be a first partaker of that rule because it's my rule it's my rule. Yeah. I can't handle people just raising their voice at me, screaming, yelling, and hollering. Yeah. Cause I grew up there, and I don't want to. I don't want to live like that in my life. Now I'm I'm loud, but generally when I want to talk to you, I don't like. Yeah, I don't. You're still loud. <laughs> but I mean, you know the difference. I don't difference, think you realize that. But you know the difference. But sometimes between, I'll just be like this. I'll, I'll put my hand up to bring it down, just to let you know that my volume is too. That high. your volume is but too I, high I'm for saying the conversation like, that we're having. Yeah, but, but I'm saying like, like my, my 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 behavior is not yeah. like. You know, there's a difference between me, you know, coming in hype, you know, yeah. ready to throw down, you know, and and and, yeah. and then me coming to you, approaching you physically softly, but verbally maybe a little yes. high. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think the, you know, your nonverbal expression yeah. kind of tells where you are too. Even when you, if you, I just got a big mouth. I just, I don't know. How to, I don't know. How to do it. And it's okay to accept that. <laughs> don't fight. Don't fight. Don't argue. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. So let, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. We ain't talking about me. All right. We talking about y'all. Uh, <laughs> so cre- again, creating healthy boundaries leads to feeling safe, loved, calm, and respected. They are an indication of how you allow people to show up for you and how you show up for show others. Up for that, yes. That's, I mean, that's it right there. Yep. Uh, let's go to this right quick before we go to our, our, our levels. The, the meaning of boundaries, they are a safeguard to overextending yourself. They are a self-care practice. They define roles and relationships. They communicate acceptable and unacceptable behaviors mm-hmm. in relationships. That's good. Yes. That's good. Yes. That's real good. They are par- parameters for knowing what to expect in relationships. They are a way that you ask people to show up by upholding your needs. They are a way to communicate your needs to others. They are a way to create healthy relationships. They are a way to create clarity Mm -hmm. and they are a way to feel safe. Now here it is. Listen at this. People say that people don't know how to treat them, but watch this. A boundary is a cue to others how to treat you. So really, you and I teach other people how we need to be treated. Right. Without setting a boundary, 
And that's just going through the motions like you're okay with the way people mm-hmm. are treating you. That's on you. Right. Not on them. Mm-hmm. They may not feel like they're doing any harm at all. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, you know, I mean, you know, I I'm 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 with it. I'm in I'm 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 with service. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm allowed. I sing, I shout, I dance sometimes, I praise, I'm loud, I'm on the microphone. You know, I'm just I'm just a loud personality. <laughs> you know? I, I have to let them know I'm okay with you not being like this. Yeah. You know, and I do believe that they are worshiping in spirit and in truth without all that noise that I'm making. Yeah. I do believe that. I believe that with all my heart. And when I see them worshiping, I can see the intensity of their worship on their face. And I know that they're giving their, their, their heart to God in those moments. I know that they're surrendering in those moments. I know that they're letting God do a work in their heart in those moments. I get joy seeing them worship like that. Mm-hmm. But that ain't the way I worship. And the way I worship is in the way they worship. This is who they are. Right. And, and accepting that, man, that's so beautiful. That 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 keeps people that know that. Now you're not gonna be able to explain that to everybody, right? But and you, which means you ain't gonna never be. I ain't gonna never be able to, you know, because people judge me for being loud as I am, and 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 you know, high spirited. Yeah. You know, I don't know why you think it takes that much. Well, I don't know if it takes that much or not. I just been like this. Yeah, you know and, what I'm saying. And it, and it may not take that for you, but it may take because I'm I'm quiet on a regular basis. I'm, but Kiana has told me several times you're very loud at church. Like when I'm if I'm praising, like I'm loud. I'm never going to be as loud as you because I'm just naturally don't have the same volume level mm-hmm. capacity that yeah. you have. But for me, that's probably the loudest that, that anybody will ever hear me yeah. is praising at church. Yeah. You know, and it's just, that's just how, you know, but I also have times where I can worship quietly and the intensity of it is just as intense. And what's weird is you at know, home, at home, the Holy Spirit comes up on me, and I'm extremely quiet. Yeah, but at home, when the Holy I Spirit cry, comes upon me, I'm you super loud. loud. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are the super neighbors. loud. I'm like, loud. okay, and I'll be, I'll be, y'all. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Kim, I can't. I don't care where. I, I mean, this. I mean, you know, the room. When you close the door, the rooms are airtight. You can't hardly hear nothing. But I'm telling you. <laughs> When this girl go into prayer or worship in her home, you can hear her all the way outside, really almost, and <laughs> and you can tell she's praying, and you know it it's just it just shakes the house. The prayer that she's praying, the worship that she's in, it shakes the house. And I and I it'd be so deep, man. I just be want to say, you know, I always come to her and say, well, what what he say? You know, what I'm saying <laughs> I want to know. You got that deep? I want to I want to know what y'all got going on. Do yeah. y'all talk about me? You know what I'm saying? What's Crossing going? Crossing the boundary in my business. I, I don't it's care. One time, I don't care. You with God? I feel like <laughs> yeah. I feel like me, if He says something to you, He should be saying it to me on the end of this house. Maybe you weren't listening. <laughs> but anyway, but, but I, if somebody told me, you know, oh, you're, you know, being too much, that that's a first of all, mind your business. That's me and Jesus. You in my business with Him. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary. You don't get to tell me how to worship because that's a boundary that you can't. And and that's one of the things. That um, and we've seen it, and I think it's just you know as far as church goes, it's just poor habits that people yeah. pick up. Yeah. Where it's like if everybody out there is not 
jumping from the rafters like the person who has a mic in their hand at the time, then they start fussing. Oh, y'all ain't feeling nothing. Yeah. I'm feeling like it's time for you to have a seat <laughs> because you're doing the most. Yeah. Because you, unless everybody's doing it like you're doing, you're crossing a boundary with me. I, I think I told you that a long time ago. Um, we were going to to another church before we started pastoring um, in Central Arkansas. It was like I don't like fussy worship, worship leaders yeah. because exhortation is one thing but the moment you start fussing you take me out of my space of worship you cross yeah. the boundary with me you've taken yeah. me out of my space of worship yeah. and now that's a problem for me you yeah. know what i'm saying but nine times out of ten you you don't get to have that conversation, conversation. Yeah. and say hey you know my boundary is because it's a whole room full of people so you just mm -hmm. have to kind of deal with it but when the worship leader is your husband you can say that <laughs> Anyway, yes. so again, <laughs> we're back to me. All right, so, <laughs> but no, I mean, and guess where I learned it? I learned that because I was I grew. You said it last week. I grew up in a in a in an environment that crossed people boundaries, boundaries. all the time. Yeah, even when it comes to preaching, I have to. I be so proud of myself when I go back and listen to the messages, and there's very few of them where I'm not, you know, saying to the crowd, "I can't get no help in here," or "Y'all ain't saying nothing," or "Are y'all here?" or "Y'all sleep," yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Hello, lights, you know, stuff like that. You know, and, and really, honestly, and then like, you know, and the people come to me and say, "Great word," or "I grew today," whatever, and you know, and if they can, they can say what you said. Then obviously they was but there. Yeah. Every message is not designed to cause people to run up and down the wall. You know, right. I mean, it's just, yeah. if we can ever get to that point, and, and then God, you know, had to deal with me about, hey, hey, bro, you know, listen, you, 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 if you ever talk, you're talking about being a professor in, in, in school, they're going to fire you if you yell at these students. That's going to be a boundary. That it's going to be a boundary cross. that I yes. can't cross because you're the educator. They hear, they come to hear you. You didn't come to hear them yell back at you. Right. You came to educate. That's the same thing you do every Sunday in the pulpit. You coming to educate. You coming to proclaim. You coming to evangelize. You coming to inspire. You coming to disciple. It's more important for them to hear you right. than for you to hear them right. say anything to you. And you've said it before. Again, your mouth's so big, you can't hear nobody yelling at you. Everybody out here talking. <laughs> yeah, we hear us. We hear us. You, you, you what you talking about, you know? So, yeah. so again, that's just bad habits being yeah. picked up in wrong environments, being trained how to cross, cross environments. We've seen it in, in certain children. From we're made certain, to think it's okay yeah, to cross I mean, certain boundaries. Yeah, because we're claiming that it's for God. Right, or or I'm the person that that everybody has to listen to right now. Y'all, I can cross these boundaries with you because you can't, you know, speak yeah. back. Well, yeah. what if somebody hollered back from the crowd and was like, "Calm down, man." Right. You would feel like <laughs> they were crossing a boundary. Yeah. Well, you you have to think about it in the reverse. <laughs> you know, like I'm here to listen. Well, I hope that don't never happen. And, uh, really, because that would oh, be oh, see how God. crazy that would be. That would hurt. That would hurt so bad. I, I probably would have to. I would everything, laugh so everything. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so out of order, but I would. Everything laugh so in hard. me would shrink. I would just be like, "All right, church over. Yeah. I'm, I'm through. I'll try it again." But do week. you th do you think about though how it might make someone? Out in the audience 
shrink if they are saying amen, amen. or they're and yelling back at you and you're saying, saying y'all ain't saying nothing yeah. y'all you know y'all dead y'all sleep and i'm sitting here screaming my lungs out but you can't hear me over your own mouth and it causes discouragement in it the people does. who are participating who are it. Yeah. yes because it's like, true yeah so hopefully nobody that. ever yells back at you i can see because you but, know it's so crazy because i can't stand preaching like that myself if right. i'm not the preacher I can't stand it. Yeah. Yet I struggle with the behavior. But it shows you how we're sometimes programmed to think it's okay to cross other people's boundaries, but to hold our our boundaries so close. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we don't we feel like it's disrespectful yeah. to cross my boundary. You know, yeah. I can talk to you like this, but you know, yeah. it like don't think- don't talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to respect somebody else's boundary the same way that you want your boundary respected in yeah. whatever arena. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So again, a boundary is a cue to others how to treat you. We all got that right to establish the boundary yes. to teach people how we should be treated. Because you might let one person treat you, you know, somebody else might let you treat them like this. Well, so-and-so is okay with it. Well, that's them. Right. That's not me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I can be friends with that person and we may have a lot of things in common, a lot of things alike. But how you talk to them may, or treat them or, or in, interact with them may be different. I may have different values. We may share some of the same values, but I may have different values mm-hmm. in some areas than they do. So you have to treat me according to the values that I have mm-hmm. in those areas. Same way I have to treat you according to the values. But if you don't express that, how am yeah. I supposed to know? Yeah. I can't just treat you like I treat Jim yeah. or Bob, yeah. whoever they are. Wow. I'm telling you, that's it's powerful. We we definitely got to learn to teach people how to treat us rather than just expecting them to yeah. understand us by watching us or checking out our demeanor. Have the conversations. I respect people who just don't mind having the conversation. Yeah. Just, you know, I may get you wrong. Yeah. Even as a pastor, I may get you wrong. I may I, I I may be struggling with with something PTSD anything yeah. we do because sometimes things look like something, something that you've experienced yeah. in the past and it may not even be that yeah but you won't know if you don't and some and like we said last time if if it's something that's bothering you are the responsible party to initiate, initiate that, conversation that conversation and not just think oh well they know that they are irritating me or they know that they, they I'm gonna wait on them to come to me no yeah. you're just gonna be consistently irritated yeah. because they may not know just like in our marriage when we first got married it took me every three months I'd be like you know why yeah why you marry me <laughs> to a point where I did that for the first couple of years. To the point where you just, you just broke down crying. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think I'm gonna ever be good enough for yeah, you. Because why are you? And it was never this? that. It was yeah. me watching you love me the way you did and do, but me not accepting that this is just who you are and that you're not pretending and that you're not trying to hurt me and that you're not trying to break me down or, or or you know what anything like that this is just you this is the pure purity of your heart this is how you really feel about me you really want to love me like this this is why you got married to love somebody like this i just been used to crazy and and couldn't believe you were waiting on crazy i was waiting up. on you to yeah. i was waiting for you to pop it off i was waiting because I, I was i had some response <laughs> I had some response. What was your response? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. After I saw you cry, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop asking. I'm just going to accept her love. and (laughs) It's been good ever since. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 
All right. <laughs> so we do it on time. They're go- we're, 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 we're almost way over time, but it, let's deal with this right quick. <laughs> there are three, because I want to come back next week. There are three levels of boundaries. Go ahead. Per- porous. Porous. Yes. Again, she helped me with the, I mean, I just kept saying <laughs> Peru, and it's per- porous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so porous, P-O-R-O-U-S. Yes. Porous boundaries are weak or poorly expressed and are unintentionally harmful. Look at that. They are unintentionally harmful. Yes. They lead to feeling depleted, overextending yourself, which is the opposite of healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, and unhealthy relationship dynamics. Porous boundaries look like oversharing, which means you constantly over explaining yourself all the time, trying to justify this, yeah. trying to justify this, trying to get somebody to understand. If you got listen, if you got oh, I learned this last year. If you got to explain that much to somebody, stop talking and walk away from the relationship. Now, I'm just being real. If you gotta explain, and I and I mean that with every single thing in me. If you gotta keep, you know, qualifying the way you think and the way you live to to and say, oh, this ain't a, this ain't against you. This is for me. That kind of stuff. Walk away. That's a person who is uh, committed to misunderstanding you and misinterpreting you mm-hmm. and getting you wrong every time. They are committed to your past, your history, and the things that they know that you have, you know, fouled up in the past. That, that's what they're yeah. committed to. They are not committed to this new person that you are trying to become. They're not. And it's best for you to just say, all right, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with this. It's, and it's okay to take some space and let allow them opportunity to <coughs> catch up. With yes. where you currently are. currently are Like you don't have to be like I'm never going to speak to you again But you just remove yourself Take some space And yeah. just leave them to, You know, I'm not going to try to explain to you anymore yeah, yeah. Who, I am. who I am I'm just going to yeah. You know At some point you'll catch up Yeah And you just have to leave it at that Yeah And you don't have to change Your character right. For them You just put the space yeah. In between. When they see you, you can still be kind, cordial, nice, even just hug them. Just don't keep explaining yourself. But just don't keep explaining yourself to them. Yeah. All right. So oversharing, uh, it looks like codependency. Mm-hmm. It looks like almost like you can't live your life without their approval. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I could go on and on with that, but we're not going to do that. Y'all get it. <laughs> My audience is, our audience is smart. Yeah. Uh Enmeshment, enmeshment, which means it's it's lacking emotional separation between you and another person, which means that you can physically move from that person and still emotionally be up close. Locked in. Locked in. A soul tie. Yes, absolutely. Soul tie. So basically, you know, you may have moved yourself physically from their life or put distance and space Mm -hmm. between y'all emotionally or, you know, physically but emotionally and mentally, you're thinking about what they feel based on what you, how you are living your life in the moment because you're that codependent on their approval. Yep. That can be parental too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grown as you are, you're still waiting to see what your mama got to say mm-hmm. about what, how you live in your life. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sorry. It was kind of... <laughs> All right. I say that because I'm grown. Yeah. All right. Uh, poor, porous boundaries look like inability to say so. So to say no, mm-hmm. man, 
it looks like people pleasing. Uh, here it is. Dependency on feedback from others. Call the preacher out. Dependency on feedback from others. Or yep. when you're going after your dreams, <clears throat> instead of you just being happy with your process, yep. you got to, you, you trying to see how other people feel about your dreams, even yep. though you haven't fully accomplished them. Or if you accomplish something, you don't feel good about it until other so people feels good about yep. it. Like somebody that you value has to say something about it or, you know, celebrate you or something like that for you to feel, you know. In order for it to have value. To, to have you. value to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then when you don't get it, then there you go trying to go after something else that sometimes you're not even called to just to get the response you never got the first time. Right. You know, so, so that's the dependency on the feedback from others. Uh, it's a paralyzing fear of being rejected. Mm -hmm. You're just scared to death that I'm going to be rejected. I told somebody told me one time recently that I'm getting ready to leave this group over here and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I need something more. I need some I need to, you know, find God, and I know this is the place that's for me. And and the first thing I told them was, do understand this: the price of leaving them is that they're going to scandalize your name. And and that person never made that choice because, and they still with those folks, and they 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 admit they're not happy, they're not growing, they're not becoming who God called them to be. They admitted it, mm -hmm. and they literally are are doing staying there. Because they're paralyzed yeah. for the fear, fear of being rejected. Yeah. Uh, accepting mistreatment, poorest boundaries is that somebody treats you wrong and you just tolerate it. Yeah. You just accept it. Uh, example examples of poorest boundaries: saying yes to things you know you want to, uh, you know you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Loaning money to people because you feel obligated, or when you don't have the funds to do so. Mm -hmm. Then another set, of, another level of boundaries. Level number two is rigid boundaries. These boundaries involve involve building walls to keep others out of uh, out out as a way to keep yourself safe. So again, this is not a real boundary. This is a wall. This is more of a prison right yeah. here. This is a prison. This keep you bound and keep other people out and keep you from living the life you would live. Right. Um, but staying safe by locking yourself in is unhealthy and leads to a whole other set of problems. This typically comes from a fear of vulnerability of a history of being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Yes, more we get older, boy, we showed I I used to do it. I don't want to get too much into that, but <laughs> I was a whole hermit for two years and didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, thought I was living too. Cause wasn't nobody bothering me. <laughs> I wasn't bothering them. Yeah. I wasn't getting on you and key on the nerves. I just go to work, come home, go in my bedroom. That's where I would sleep, eat, watch TV, study, everything in the room, in the bed. Mm -hmm. I would do everything from the bedroom. I wouldn't go nowhere. I wouldn't leave the house. And after about two years of doing that, Kiana came into me, came to the room and said, how long are you going to be here? She said, you know you don't ever come out and even watch TV with me and mom. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. And I'm a, I'm a family man, but I wouldn't even come out of the room. I don't really want to pause it too long, but I think this is important. I wouldn't come out the room because I was just tired mm -hmm. 
Because when you live on the one end of the spectrum for so long, then it's easy to go because the rigid is is the other extreme the from extreme. having the porous boundaries. Yeah, yeah. So when you've uh, when you've had porous boundaries and you you've been taken advantage of and people have you know rejected you and mistreated you because of the the porous boundaries and you've given of yourself when you didn't really want to and all of those things and so at some point you just get burned out and yeah. instead of because you might not have had anybody to, to show you how to create healthy boundaries then it's like i'm just going to go to this other extreme yeah. of building this wall and now i don't have to do these things because i you can't even see me i'm behind the wall yeah. you can't get in I'm not I'm not getting into contact with people. You can't ask me for anything. You can't expect anything from me because I'm behind these walls. I'm behind these walls. And I'm just going to create my life here yep. so that I don't have to even have to interact with people who yep. might cross these boundaries yeah. that I really haven't even set up yet. And where I was, I was behind walls within walls. Yeah. So I wasn't just inside the house. Yeah. I was inside the bedroom in the house. Yeah. Now, as far as I know, nothing could harm me outside of the bedroom, but I wouldn't come out of the bedroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Other than to go out and go to work or go out and get a Coke or Mountain Dew or something or, or something to eat or go out and go to church, I wouldn't go out and do anything other than that. Yeah. Just lock myself in. Watch this. So, um, and that's a prison. That's a bad place to live in. Once, I, once my once my it's one thing for Dr. Kim to do it, but when a kid comes to you and say, bro, you've been here, like, got on the calendar, like, you've been here for two years. She done marked it in time. You've been here for two years. You don't ever spend time with us anymore. And the crazy part about it, those two years went by. I didn't know those two years had went by. And I literally didn't know that I didn't spend time with y'all. I didn't know I didn't. Yeah. I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was Alright so anyway here we go uh, People with rigid boundaries Do not allow exceptions To their ex their Stringent rules Even when it would be healthy For them to do so If a person with rigid boundaries says I never loan money to people They never stray from that Even if a friend who isn't The type to borrow money Is in crisis mm -hmm. Rigid boundaries look like this. Never sharing, building walls, avoiding vulnerability, cutting people out or off, having high expectations of others, enforcing strict rules. Yep. Examples of rigid boundaries said, <clears throat> saying no harshly as a way to discourage people from asking you That's in the future. Yep. You know how to say no. But really, your no is I want. I'm gonna say it this way right here, so you would never, never ask, me, ask again. me again. Yeah. Right. Having a because that's not healthy. No. Because what if it's something that you can do and you won't do, and it'd be a a great thing for somebody else, right? Yeah. Even for you. Mm -hmm. But say you are you so stuck on no that you're not doing anything. I think I've been there too, a little bit. Ooh, I've been through a lot, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> Having a rule that you never watch your sister's kids. That's a rigid boundary. Yeah. I don't ever. Don't ever bring no kids. Yeah. Don't never bring them crumbs and over no here. No exception. Ever. I don't like, care. I, I love them. Don't. I, all they can't. They not welcome yeah. at my house. 
Yeah. Don't never bring them over here. <laughs> Y'all don't come over here. Don't bring them over here. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want no company over here. Take them kids. Like. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a very rigid. Because, like, what if there was a situation and they needed it? Then they're not even going to. Then that person has to struggle with trying to figure out what they're going to do in this emergency because your boundary, your rigid boundary is never bring them to my house. Don't ever bring them. Never. My house is good for your kids. Or I just don't want (laughs) want to. It's just no for whatever reason. (laughs) Always no. Like how do you set up a always, it's always going to be no situation. But that's because you're too afraid to have the healthy boundaries that say, I get to say no when I want to. Want to. And I get to say yes when I want to. Yeah. That's a healthy thing to do. You just your whole life answer is no. Just no. So nobody has to ask you. And so you don't have to give an answer yeah. continuously in yeah. different situations. It's just don't even ask them because they already gonna say no. I'm I'm gonna say this. For people who really don't want to be by themselves, and I I think that I've said no so many times to so many people, and I've cut so many people off in my life sometimes. I have a great deal of regret for that because I didn't realize that I was emotionally unhealthy i didn't know yeah that life circumstances had placed me in a position and i think i'm helping somebody yeah that's why i'm allowing us to go longer don't know i don't think people know what they're doing when they do that Mm -hmm. because you keep pushing people back long enough and they'll never come back yeah i mean that's just the reality like if you again you Healthy boundaries is teaching people, it's the people's cue on how to treat you. Mm-hmm. If if you choose to walk in a rigid or a, a perus, a por, what do you call it, porous. porous boundary, if you choose to have those levels of boundaries right there, one thing about it, you're going to be the one that lose the most, not them. Yeah, they're gonna, you're going to lose the most. I, I I feel like some people that I, I could have loved and I could have fixed relationships with, I chose just to cut them off. Just I'm done. Why? Because it put me in an emotional space I didn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to feel it again. I felt like you were taking advantage of me. And I decided you are no longer worthy of being in my life. And, it, you know, just because people, God help us, just because people have flaws does not mean that they are worthless. Right. I, that's one thing I have certainly loved, uh, 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 learned in the last few years of my life. Just because people have flaws, it doesn't deem them to be worthless. Right. It does not. Because in that case, mm-hmm. you and I are worthless yeah. because we all well, have flaws. flaws. Right. And the, the key is the boundaries are really for those flaws in our humanity mm-hmm. because that's what offend does. People's flaws. Some people, you know, like I said again, we've seen it in people's kids. Sometimes people's kids come up and just completely disrespect your space. I'm not talking about your house. I'm talking about your physical space. They be all over you. Sometimes they don't smell good. You know, sometimes they got snot and stuff coming down their nose. You know, sometimes people just let your little baby, they know their child need a diaper chamber. They just let the baby walk on up to Walk up to you. You know that's a boundary for me. I got. I'm done with changing diapers. Oh, I love your kid, but please, you change it and then let me hug the baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to dedicate your baby to God with a diaper full of boo boo. Like I just don't want to smell that. You know what I'm saying? Me and Jesus gonna have a problem. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that baby up to Jesus and give it back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like Focus. all right. <laughs> so so honestly though. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, don't push, don't, 
don't push what's value valuable valuable away. Mm-hmm. We, we so quick to do it when we under that pressure, mm-hmm. and we don't realize what we're really doing. I could have plenty more people in my life if I hadn't been great. Listen to this, because you can be good at the wrong thing. I was great at cutting people off. I was, in my own family, excellent. Chop. Yeah. And then I come back, what's up, (laughs) y'all? And now when when people don't respond. And you then you get frustrated because like how are they supposed to respond? How are they supposed to, to respond to that? Like you the last time they talked to you, you basically cussing everybody out, going off, can't believe how they treating you, all this, and now you want to do that 15 times over the last five years, and, and now when they don't say anything to you, you're trying to figure out why do they have a problem? They don't trust that you normal. They don't trust you all right. What page are you on? What today? page are you on today? Are yeah. you are you really wanting to be family or you want to cuss us all out later? Because we don't want to be cussed out by you either. It's one extreme to another instead right. of somewhere along the way yeah. setting some healthy boundaries of communication and yeah. interaction with them. Yeah. It's like I'm either all, you know, this way or yeah. Nobody talked to me. Yeah, forever. I, I really think I, I, you know, and I, I, this, 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 this platform. I'm gonna be transparent. It's, 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 it's the apostles' corner. It means is, is, is. And you are him. I'm, I'm as him. <laughs> I'm as him. And and you is in my corner. And so we is gonna talk about. <laughs> we gonna talk. We gonna be honest. Yeah. Like because I mean, it's some beautiful people that's that that probably could be in my life and maybe still in yours, but I. Beat me cutting them off. I required you to cut them off too. You actually spoke for the both of us when in the times when you cut. In the times, yeah. I mean, we feel like this. Yeah, and we feel like, like this. I guess that's how I feel then. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> it did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we do that sometimes because we want. We don't. We want. We don't want to be in that world alone. Alone, yeah. You know, we need so, that validation that yeah. we're cutting you off for the right reasons, and she agrees. Yeah, whether I said I agreed or not, right? It's just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, what do you do with that? But because you can't want to be alone and want support at the same time. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that show you right there. You have an emotionally unhealthy situation going on in yeah. your life. Thank God for growth. Absolutely. I love growth. Growth is growth is a beautiful thing, and 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 honestly, we we uh we should really uh, spend all our time uh, trying to grow. I don't know what this is, but we got we got something <laughs> going on here. <laughs> Y'all forgive us. <laughs> We're not trying to. Last week it was the music. It was the music, and this week is the, is the screen. Y'all forgive us. All right. So here it is. It's real life, people. Real it's life. real life. See, I think something's going on with the internet. So okay, here we go. All right, because my iPad just went black. All right, so here it is. Um, now we should be down to the healthy boundaries one. Yes. So healthy boundaries, and then we're gonna be done, y'all. Healthy boundaries are possible. When your past doesn't show up in your present interaction. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's where I'm at now. I'm yeah. happy. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there. They require an awareness of your emotional, mental, and physical capacities combined with clear communication. Yes. 
Healthy boundaries look like this, everyone. Being clear about your values. If you don't know, we won't know. Listening to your own opinion. Find out if your opinion matters. In other words, we all got an opinion, but the question is, is our opinion worth stating if it's not the truth or it doesn't have any weight to it? Here's the thing about it. What, what it's saying is, listen to your own opinion. You you may change your opinion if you listen to how uh, selfish it may be. How it applies to you. How it just applies to you. Like and, if, it, if, if my opinion about what you need to be doing, yeah. if I'm not, as what you were talking about a few minutes ago, if I'm not willing to apply that same thought process to me and what I need to be doing, yep. then that's not help. But if I can say, you know what, this... I think that this is how it should be for, you know, how you treat me. Then I should be willing to listen to my own opinion and operate that same way as well. Yes. Because that's healthy. Yes. Not expecting something from you that I'm not going to do myself. Right. So, so sharing with others appropriately, having a healthy vulnerability with people who've earned your trust. Yes. Man. Yes. Pause. Trust is not cheap. Yeah. And when people trust you, do not step on that because you're having a bad emotional moment. Yes. There is nothing that those people should be able to do to you that should warrant an action that will betray their trust. Because it, it is definitely more difficult to regain, regain it. the trust of somebody that you had it. You already had it. Yep. And then, for whatever reason, stepped all, stepped all over it. Yep. Yeah. It's harder to, and, and people want it to, you know, pop back to the same position that they were in. Yeah, now yeah. that I'm not having this moment. Yeah. And it's like, but then when that person's not able to be vulnerable with you because they now don't trust you in the same way. Right. But because we have those, like I said, in health having healthy boundaries allows us to be vulnerable yep. with people in relationships that we do have trust. Yes. With. Yes. Man. May not be able to be vulnerable in every relationship because I might not trust you over here. But, trusting <laughs> but the ones, ones that I can't hold back my you vulnerability to be open. Yep. in the relationships where I Come have on. trust. You're not going to have trust without vulnerability. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You, you're just not going to have trust without vulnerability because that's, I think that's what defines trust. Yeah. And because if you holding upset. yourself back, I can't trust who you're not bringing to the table. Right. And people sometimes get upset because maybe in this relationship over here, this person has allowed me to express my boundaries freely and they respect my boundaries and <coughs> vice versa. They've expressed their boundaries and we respect one another's boundaries. So now we're able to have that relationship of trust and I can be vulnerable with them. But maybe over here, you want me to be vulnerable with you in the same way that I'm able to be vulnerable with them, mm -hmm. but you don't respect my boundaries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you haven't expressed your boundaries to me to give me an opportunity to respect your boundaries as well. So we don't have the same level of trust. trust right. So I can't have the same level of vulnerability yeah. with you. I can have that over here because it's yeah. healthy. We have healthy boundaries that have been established yeah. and we respect one another's boundaries. It's kind of like what I heard yesterday. I heard somebody say something about like joking, you know, people that I have trust and trusted relationships with and people who actually know me, 
I can tell a joke too, and I can just you know I can even I can even say what may sounds insulting, but they know I'm not really trying to insult them because mm-hmm. they know how I really feel about mm-hmm. them. So I can say something that sounds insulting, and it'll be a joke, and it'll be good. I'll be good to go. All they're gonna do is probably hit me back or laugh, whatever mood yeah. they're in. Whatever we do it, all the time. We, we do it all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, you know, 18 years. And we then just we talk about it. We go on. We go on about but our if business. Somebody we, else said it. it I, that's the thing I love about the us. Problem. I will say this: <laughs> we can insult each other. I say this all day long. That's why I tell people all the time. My 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 marriage, our marriage is more about a friendship than just being in handcuffs. You know, locked in to some kind of contract. At the end of the day, me and Kim, we could talk about each other bad. I mean, like, it'd be terrible. I, I'm going to lose because she got, you know, all these different hot, you know, prolific sounding words. You know, like she just, just get all her jokes out the dictionary and the thesaurus and encyclopedia and, you know, Miriam Webster. You know, I mean, she, you know, I'm going to lose, but I'm going to say what I got to say. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk to her about, about, about a mama. You know what I'm saying? Or her daddy. Anybody. I'll talk about anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day. Still going to lose. I'm still going to lose, but she going she gonna to hear from me. I may, I may lose the fight, but she going to know she, she knows she got hit. Right? So, so she going to be wounded in the conversation. But at the end of the day, I can say out of 18 years, not one time have we ever been in such a bad mood. That when we said something like that to each other, that it ever turned into a big fight. Yeah. Ain't that, not, and I just realized that because we just do it so normally. Yeah. I just realized that on the show. We have never, none of that has ever turned into a fight. Yeah. Why? Because we know how we really feel about each other. Yeah. We know. And I don't think either one of us would ever say something um, that was just completely off limits, like, you really talking sideways now, but you trying to make a joke about it because uh, you're going to know in that moment, I'm not joking. And I'm going to know in that moment that you're right. not joking. Yeah. Neither one of us have ever said something that was just so out of the way that yeah. it's like, you, you just being foul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can say this about us. Even when we upset with each other, yeah, we don't go so far as to keep talking no, until we actually insult each other and break each other put it yeah you know i say something to you that's gonna change your belief system yeah i'm gonna I'm a say something to you that's gonna change that you think oh he really think this about me for real oh yeah. he this is when he oh he gonna tell you, say this now yeah he gonna say this now. oh this is oh okay so that must have that must be what you really, really feel think. yeah right and so uh, we've never done that in 18 years i thank god for that that's the, yeah. come on kim we, we, <laughs> we held on i ain't gonna lie that's good there's a lot of people that would take their anger out in that moment to say some things that they can't say or won't say in uh, a regular yeah. moment. We ain't never done that. No, because if you say it then, that's, that's what you think all the time. That's yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so anyway, so being clear about your values, listen to your own opinions, sharing with others appropriately, having a healthy vulnerability with people who've earned your trust. Please don't ever leave that, y'all. Write that one down. Uh, being comfortable saying no and being comfortable saying no without an attitude. Right. You don't have to yell no. Just mean no. And it's a healthy no because it's not against them. It's for you. Yeah. Being comfortable hearing hearing no. Mm-hmm. That's another good one. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Without taking it personal. Yes. Like Ooh. it's okay for someone to tell you no. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Man. That's what I heard at the last pastor would let me. <laughs> last husband I had, last wife, to, you know, just 
Everything is related to your past. That's one of the first <laughs> things it says. The first thing it says in a healthy healthy boundary is that is that basically that you don't ever bring your uh your past. Mm-hmm. It don't have no no control over your future. So, all right, let's 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 finish this. Uh being comfortable saying no, being able to hear comfortably hearing no without taking it personally. Your anxiety shouldn't go up. You should get mad. You shouldn't feel like it's against you or none of that. It's just, you just heard the word no. You didn't, you know. It's okay. It's not an earthquake. You know what I'm saying? So don't have a heartquake. All right. So anyway, here's the last two things. Examples of healthy boundary settings. Saying no without apologizing because it's the healthiest choice for you at the moment. Right. I'm so sorry that you, I, I don't. It's just, you know, no. at another time. No, I don't know if it's another time. No, just, and I'm not, I'm, the, the answer is no. Just let it be no. God bless you. I pray you find somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's the thing on TikTok? <laughs> so find somebody else. else. Get somebody else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. Yep. So silly. <laughs> All right. All right. Last thing. In, examples of health, healthy boundary setting is supporting people financially. When appropriate, mm-hmm. Lord help. Thank you, Jesus. When appropriate, when appropriate, and when you can do so without causing financial harm, harm to yourself. To yourself. Yep. My Lord, Lord, restore the money that I have <laughs> <laughs> shared with others that I could have used myself. Amen. No, just establish the appropriate disciplines and boundaries in your life, and the Lord will help you moving forward. Amen. Don't bring the past into your present healthy boundaries. Y'all hear her correcting me on my show? <laughs> Don't be surprised when she come up missing next week. <laughs> I'm going to be right here. <laughs> Amen. Listen, y'all, this was great. And, and 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 we hope and pray that you are gaining. Yeah. From the, This is real work. This is hard work mm-hmm. and it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work and it's hard work. And you have to do it every day. And you have to decide which, yes, you you may feel like you've been, you know, have a, uh, you know, uh, that, that scripture that says God don't have show favoritism. Honestly, God doesn't. And neither should you. But you do have a right to decide who will be up close and who will not. If they're unhealthy for you, you have to set a boundary. There are some people who just want to be up close for the sake of being up close but they don't want to be up close in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and you have to decide no matter how much you love that individual where they stand in your life even if they say well i don't have all that going on and so you can just come in and out well that's them that's your boundary that's your boundary right but if i don't feel safe with you in my world then i have to do what i have to do and they may feel slighted, but you have to be okay with establishing your boundary. All right, y'all. That's all we got this week. God bless y'all. We'll see you next week. Look, subscribe on YouTube and 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 uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Follow us and and and. Just you know, you can even communicate with us and ask questions there, inbox, whatever the case may be. Listen, Dr. Kimler, I'm so thankful 
to be able to come to you this season. I'm enjoying my time with you. This is a really wonderful conversation. Yeah, and I think we have walked through this in so many areas in yeah. our life. So I think that's what qualifies us to talk about boundaries. Yes. Guys, we'll see you next week. God bless y'all.